Welcome to episode number 23 of Yankee Chatter. This is a special postseason edition. The 2019 season has come to a close, and the postseason is here, Brad. Uh, the Yankees officially start their bid for World Series Championship number 28 on Friday as they take on the Minnesota Twins for the ALDS. I'm Greg Andriano. You can find me on Twitter at GregAndriano05. And this is my buddy. Yeah, I forgot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and this is and this is my buddy Brad. Yeah, I'm Brad. I don't have to look at my Twitter handle. It's uh, Brad or <laughs> See, see, you're you're a pro. I'm <laughs> I'm just a I'm a rookie here. Anyways, um, so the season has ended, as we all know. Uh, the Yankees picked up their first division title in seven years since 2012. Uh, they finished the season with a 103. Win 59 loss record, uh, which unfortunately, Brad, they missed out on uh, best record in the AL to uh, the Houston Astros, who finished with 107 wins. I didn't even realize they won that many games until I looked it up today. I, knew I they didn't realize won a- that the Yankees were that far behind them. Uh, well, they, they kind of trailed off at the end that far mm-hmm. until I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were ne- they were neck and neck. I think right around 101 wins, and then. Then the Yankees kind of scuttered the last, what, three or four series. Injuries, yeah. plus they were, kept pitching AAA pitchers. and yeah. AAA, would be a, AAA would be a compliment, Brad. <laughs> uh, and then, um, so if they make it all the way through the playoffs, the Yankees will have home field advantage against any team that isn't the Astros or the Dodgers. Because the Dodgers finished with 106 wins. And they don't do home field like they used to with the All-Star game. Right. Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. thing. Yeah. So uh, provided they make it through the first round, right? Um, so Brad, what do you, I mean? That's not necessarily a bad thing, right? No, it's uh, it, it it might not actually be that bad for the Yankees to not have home field advantage. Um, I think they prioritized uh, resting their pitchers and and showing up the roster and injury wise uh, for the postseason. So it might not be a bad thing. It all depends on who they're facing and the matchups. So uh, with that, we should probably look at uh, all the other matchups going on here. Yeah. So, uh, well, last night, I don't so know if you watched. Night, yeah. I don't know if you watched it, but I I caught the end. Uh, I saw the first couple innings and then the last two innings. So I actually saw the the only important parts of the game. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really was the only part. But you know, who would have thought Scherzer would have given up a two run home run in the first inning and and let the Nationals get behind like that? I mean, he's Max Scherzer. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, and we're seeing it again tonight without giving anything away uh, with Manaya giving up the, the runs early. It's kind of seems like every year, uh, unless it, it, I don't know if I'm overstating it or not, but it just seems like every year the wild card game is kind of anything can happen. Um, mm-hmm. It happened to the Yankees the last couple of years. The pitching wasn't what we thought it was me coming out of the gate, and uh, it just seems like that's the that's the uh, way things go. But yeah, Scherzer mm-hmm. uh, struggled a bit, gave up the long ball. But um, mm-hmm. Strasburg came in and, and held it down for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And the offense picked him up. I feel bad. I, I'm glad. I So I wanted the Nationals to win. That's who yeah. I picked. And I think that's who you picked as well. Uh, yeah. But the way they won, I feel so bad for that right fielder that that's the play yeah. that costs the Brewers the game. But, you know. What he, was you know to do. he was trying to cut off the tying run. And then just like a really weird hop, and uh, mm-hmm. and what can you do? I know he's had probably he didn't sleep much last night. He's probably had a rough game today, a rough day today. Oh, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure well, that's I mean, not something you let go easily. You know, to come back against a guy like Hater is uh, it's pretty impressive. And mm-hmm. not only that, but Soto, a 20 year old left handed hitter, I think they said that was the first hit against uh, Hater since July. Um, so that's and pretty impressive. That, that Soto kid's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> something special if you can yeah. stay healthy. Uh, so nationals are moving on. They will face the it's Dodgers. Yeah. Yep. They, they head out West. Uh, Dodgers won the NL West. And then the other national league matchup is Braves and Cardinals. Braves and the Cardinals. Braves and Cardinals. And I think Braves, have, are they the two seed, the Braves? Yeah. Braves are the two seed. Braves finished 97 and 65 and the Cardinals snuck in with a 91 wins. So I they had the both, least number of wins in the in the postseason. Yeah, I think we were both wrong about the Braves this year, weren't we? Didn't we both think they were not going to be as good as they were last year? Or? Um, I, I think, I, I think I had Philly win in the division because of all the trades and signings they made. Um, but I, I think I, I will have to go back and look at the tape because we made all those predictions at the beginning of the season. 
I, I might have had, had I might have had the Braves win the wild card. Okay, so. I, I know I had Washington winning the division. I had the I think the Mets as, as the wild card actually. Mm. We'll have to go look at the tape when the season's over. See who <laughs> see who got tape. tape. What what year is it? <laughs> I, I, I was um, worried about the Cubs not doing that good shit. I don't know what year. Mm-hmm. I think I picked the Bre- I think I picked the Brewers to follow up and win the division. Okay. But, I actually no. And it's hard to not pick the Dodgers. Every every other team in that division is trash. Sorry, other teams in the division, if you happen to watch this. It's true. It's true. So, all right, so that takes care of the National League. Uh, what's happening in the American League, Brad? It's the American League. The winner of tonight's game will head off to Houston. Right now, it's looking like it's going to be Tampa Bay. But as we saw last night, uh, you don't know what's going to happen in the later innings. Um, you got to figure Houston's going to have a huge advantage against either one of those teams that they play. And then mm-hmm. you got the Yanks uh, playing the 20s, same as thing that happened in 2009. Uh, when he had pretty much an identical type season. So um, mm-hmm. it's going to be a very interesting uh, a series. I, I don't think it's something that uh, Yankees should overlook. And I don't think they are. I think I think us fans kind of overlook the Twins more than the players do because the players have more respect for each other and realize mm-hmm. that uh, they're not well, – I mean, they're a good team. <laughs> you know, they're they are. They are a really good team. And um, people forget how – like they are a very high-octane, high-offense team. Yes. I mean, they hit one more home run than the Yankees, who both set major league records for team home runs this year, 307, 306, respectively. Yeah. So, you know, can't take that offense lightly. And uh, I know people will think back, you know, they they always seem to have the Twins number. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. You know, anything can happen. We saw, we've seen it in years past. Uh, but it's just interesting. If the Yankees beat the Twins, then they'll have to, they'll likely, and there's no guarantee, but they could end up facing the Astros. Well, it makes sense that they would end up facing the Astros because the Astros have always had their number. Just like in 2009, they faced the Angels in the LCS, and the Angels yeah. were the the team that kept knocking them out of the playoffs. So, um, in my opinion, if they make it to the LCS and the Astros make it to the LCS, that's the team I want to face. That's the team I want to beat because it yeah. means more. I mean, uh, I, I I don't want to say I particularly want to play Houston in the LCS. No, uh, I don't. I, <laughs> don't either if an easier option comes around that'd be great but you know right i mean let's, the Yankees be, let's be realistic say tampa if they get the lcs and tampa knocks out houston and the yankees they pretty much have home field advantage whether in tampa or new york and mm-hmm. i think it's a team they're so familiar with that i don't think it'd give them a lot of problems outside of charlie morgan so uh, mm-hmm. i would definitely take tampa over houston but i, I think we both agree houston mm-hmm. houston's gonna be there houston doesn't have any weakness i mean you know i want to sit here and say i'll i'll uh, all along that the Yankees have a better team, but they really don't. I mean, if you look at the rosters, Houston's whole offense is just firepower, and then their starting pitching is unreal, and then they have a really good bullpen at the top. There's really no weakness to Houston, so uh, there's not. So if they happen to beat them, it's going to be because of pretty much luck. Well, I mean, not luck. It's you know, it's just who plays better. I mean, baseball. Mm-hmm. This is right, so I'm watching. I'm watching right now the game on Statcast. On ESPN two, they have two broadcasts tonight. ESPN two is doing all Statcasts, so mm-hmm. all like analytics, do the whole thing. And I get analytics makes sense. I mean, look at Houston leads the league in the analytics. They have the best analytics department every year, and they're winning a lot. But um, to me, baseball is one of those things that you just don't know what's going to happen on, on a night. Mm-hmm. A basis like last night, who would have thought Scherzer was going to give up those runs? Who would have thought Omar Minaya would give those runs tonight early? So you can say all the analytics you analytics you want. When it comes down to it, it's just whoever plays better. So I think that's what mm-hmm. every series comes down to, who just plays better. Well, well you got to you got to even look at 2017 for the the Yankees. You know, they they beat the heavy favorites, Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Right. And and they were and they were within um, a game of going to the World Series that year against the same Houston Astros. So yeah, within like a foot yeah. at you, and Todd Frazier hit the wall and missed the home run by like a foot there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, you you never know. Um, so. With that said, uh, we can maybe talk about predictions later if, if we have time. Um, they haven't officially released the playoff, the division series roster yet. Uh, the Yankees haven't announced who's starting it. They haven't announced um, which players they're, they're going to have uh, in uniform on Friday. So, uh, I mean, I put together a list of who I think is going to make the roster. But, I mean, it's pretty, pretty certain that you know, 90% of this roster is solidified. So why don't we, instead of talking about the obvious, like Gary Sanchez, LeMahieu and, 
and uh, Judge. Yeah, everyone, everyone that's watching is, is knows the death match, so I think we just go right to the ones that are on the fringe. So, or... All right, so it's pretty much going to come down to the bench players for me. Right. Um, and obviously you're going to have your backup catcher, so that's like that's a guarantee. But um, my bench, uh, I have Tyler Wade, Mike Ford, and Cameron Mabin as my bench. And I'll tell you why. Um, I don't have Luke Luke Voigt making this roster. Now, if he was playing as well as he was playing at the beginning of the year, no doubt he makes the roster hands down. But um, over his last like 30 games, he's he's not he hasn't played very well. And I don't know if he's still fighting off an injury or what. Maybe he needs to just get healthy and be ready for the LCS if it comes to that. Uh, Mike Ford's been hitting really well. He hit nine home runs in the last month of the season. So, and he's a left-handed bat. I want him coming off the bench. Um, maybe not so much playing defense. I, I got LeMahieu playing first and Encarnacion as my DH throughout the whole series. So, I mean, and why would you have it any other way? You want Stanton in the outfield. You don't want Mabin or Tyler Wade. But but the reason I got Mabin is he's your, he's your defensive upgrade. He's your defensive replacement, yep. And plus he has speed. So you have two options off the bench between Wade and Maven that can steal bases and score your runs late in the game. You get if you get the bottom of the ninth coming up and you got uh, and you got Sanchez and uh, someone else that's not fleet of foot Encarnacion on base. You got two options right there that you can pinch run for for both mm-hmm. of those guys. And it could it could win you the game. And we saw it in 2004 with the Red Sox. They pinch ran Dave Roberts every game of that series and he was the deciding he pretty much was the deciding factor other than ortiz but you know him getting on base and causing all that commotion definitely threw off the yankee pitchers so it's definitely a benefit to have guys like that um coming yeah. off the bench so for all the reasons you said like you gotta start stacking up to be what you said so we i think we're i think everyone's gonna agree that maven's your your fourth outfielder and then your backup infielder is going to be Tyler Wade. So those two have to make the team along with Romine. It's just that last guy, and then it comes down to Voight or Ford because they're going to go with, you know, the rest of the pitchers. They're not going to go with more than a three-man bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, for everything you just said, I mean, it's got to be Ford because you're not going to lose any speed by not having Voight. All right, Voight, Ford. That's, that's even right there. Are going to steal bases at the end of the mm-hmm. uh, Defensively, one I don't think is the only defensively better than the other one. No. Uh, when you're gonna, you know, so I think what you have to do is you have to go by who's playing better right now. That's Ford plus four to the lefty, and Ford, even though even if he does strike out or if he doesn't get a hit, he always gives you a good at bat. He never mm-hmm. looks, he never looks out of the bat. And sometimes Voight just gives you those at bats where he's just kind of waving at the pitch and he's guessing. Well, that, and you can tell. I think you you said it recently. I think towards the end of the season, Voight just looks lost at the plate. He is he's just up there swinging. He isn't. I don't think he has a plan. You know, when he first started getting into his slump, he was at least hitting balls hard. He was just hitting right at people. But I think he's the type of guy that if things aren't necessarily going the way he plans, you know, he starts taking it to heart. He's a very emotional player. He is emotional, and that's why he's so streaky. Because when Boy gets hot, he's he's hot. Like, mm-hmm. he had a good por- uh, portion of this season where he was a big part of the offense. And mm-hmm. when he's driving the ball the other way and locked in, it's, it's a huge part of your offense. He's just not mm-hmm. there right now. And Pretty much. Unfortunately, not you, know, you can't worry about hurting people's feelings. Right now. You got to go with the hot hand and what's mm-hmm. better for the team. That's Mike Ford right now. I mean, he was pretty much carrying the offense up until the London series when he got hurt running the bases. Yeah. Boy. Um, so, so like I said, if 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 this was the beginning of the season, boy, he makes the he makes the roster hands down. He might even be your starting first baseman. Yeah. And then that may bring up the the. Uh, Discussion of benching Didi and having Torres at shortstop and Lemayu at second because Didi's been struggling. Well, if you do something that, fierce. he's going to play first. Ford, I mean. Well, no. So I'm saying if if Voit makes the team, he might be right. your starting. If he's hitting like he was hitting at the beginning of the year, he's your starting first okay, baseman, yeah, then you and then you make that shift. But because he's not hitting well and because he's he's not putting out good at bats. I, I don't think you can risk the chance of running him out there when you have someone that might put up a better at bat, put up a better po- a better uh, series than him. So, 
Right. And you know what? And, and, I, and I saw some some person tweeted out having LeMahieu at first base is uh, is kind of wasting his defensive ability. And I disagree. I think when you have the infield the Yankees have, having a guy like LeMahieu at first base is not only fine because the rest of the field are just scalable, but also mm-hmm. people seem to forget how important the position of first base really is. I mean, it's uh, true. You know, uh, for those that aren't watching, uh, uh, Oakland scored the run because of a bad throw by the third baseman. It should have been an easy out of first, and it, it was a one hopper, like a skip one hopper that at the first baseman should have actually picked. Uh, mm-hmm. And a good first baseman like Mayu is going to pick that ball. So it's mm-hmm. actually kind of important to have a good field at first base, too. Mm-hmm. People, people ignore that all the time. It's true. They, they just think, well, the guy can hit home runs, so let's just stick him at first. It doesn't matter. But they're on the they're on the back end of every play on in the infield, right? So you want to make sure that you're, especially in a if they end up playing in a place like Oakland with that big foul territory, any overthrow exactly is yeah. gonna like you saw it cost them two bases. So if you get a guy in there like Lemayhu, you're just shoring up the entire infield. Why wouldn't you want that? And Lemayhu's gonna get to a foul ball in Oakland faster than Void. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's true. That's true. So. Um, are there any any other uh, position players that you think might make the team, or I, no, I feel I mean, like every, I think, everyone else is pretty much self-explanatory. I, I think if 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 Frazier kept his mouth shut this year and it was a little bit better in the field, I think it'd be a harder conversation between him and Maven. But obviously, you know, between his fielding screw-ups and then his kind of coded tweets and all that Instagram stuff, um, kind of made the Yankees' decision a little bit easier to send him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stride and Wade are pretty much the same player, so maybe that that decision to send him back down easier. Uh, Agashioka, as I actually really like him, but Romine is just a veteran back there, and you want mm-hmm. if if it happens to be that it comes down to having someone play catcher other than Sanchez, you're going to want the veteran uh, Romine in mm-hmm. there. So no, there's but, really no other. Uh, close well, the nice thing there. about the nice thing about Higgy is that if something were to happen. I'm I'm very confident in him filling in. He did a very he did yeah. a very nice job this year. He's a good so catcher, yeah, he is good catcher. He can hit. He's got some pop. So, um, pitching no, wise, uh, yes, that's a different I story. I don't know what they're gonna do with long long term relief. I I'm not. I don't want Cortez on the roster. Um, I don't want uh Garen on the roster. Um, and I hate Sessa, but. You're gonna have to put someone out there with long relief, and it might be Cece. Uh, I I'll take Cece over any of those guys right now, and that's saying a lot because he's not the best right now. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I don't know how many pitchers they they need to figure out. But um, mm-hmm. well, if you do the if you do the Romine, Wade, Ford, and Maven, that's a four man bench. Yeah. And then you have nine position, well, eight position players plus a DH, so that's thirteen. So that's 12 pitchers they'll have. Okay. And so, you need, um, you, but you only need to carry, what, three or four starters? You're probably going to carry four starters. I, I'm well, sure. that's, what, that's, what I'm, that's kind of what I have. I have a three-man rotation, at least for the ALDS. You got, I got Paxton, Severino, right. and Tanaka. Those are my choices. Right. Um, and then I think you throw Hap and Sabathia as your long men and, and get rid of Sessa and Cortez. And then you're going to have Green out there as kind of the anytime pitcher, whether it's over anytime or pitcher or, 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 or yes, exactly. Yeah. And then you have, I also put Montgomery on the, on the roster. Yeah. You think he makes the roster? I mean, I would much rather have him than Cortez or Sessa. I agree. It, and, I, I and agree. plus, plus if you have Hap, Sabathia and Montgomery, that's three left-handed long relievers. Yeah. I, I want the lefty long reliever in Yankee stadium. Just my personal opinion. It makes sense. Uh, but then, yeah. yeah. I got Heller, Conley, Canley, sorry, Canley, Britton, Adovino rounding out the bullpen with Chapman as the closer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like it, like you and I talked about, Voight, Frazier are the position players that get snubbed, the big ones, Sessa, Cortez, and then I don't want to see David Hale or Luizaga. No, a lot of people think Wise is going to be that extra pitcher that makes the roster. Well, man, he's mm-hmm. been brutal this past months. <laughs> struggling, struggling. Yeah. And I, I was looking at Tarpley might be another name that might pop up, but I was looking at their numbers and they struggle, all struggle coming oh, down they the stretch. Are awful. Oh, 
So I I don't want them. I want I want CC in there. I want someone that's been there before. I want someone that's gonna that's gonna be a bulldog. That's gonna go out there and fight. That we know he's gonna. And then he's got that mentality that's gonna rub off on all the other guys. He's a leader. You want him on the roster. If they go to a three man rotation, they can also put Hap in the in the bullpen as well. Yeah, and that's that's what I was thinking. And and uh, I mean, it's a question I'm gonna ask later, so I won't even address it with the opener. But um. That's that's kind of one thing that uh, might come up in this series. So, uh, I mean, that kind of covers everything. The only question mark we, we have uh, for position players other than who we've talked about is Didi. Now, Didi's really strong on the struggling. defensive side of the ball, but he's struggling offensively. And um, I think he'll be the starting shortstop. I don't see why he wouldn't. He's He's got the, the mentality. He's He's a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want to see him in the top half of the order. And I don't think he will be. I, I think I think they're gonna they bat Didi. Um, I'm gonna say seventh or eighth above Gardner. Mm-hmm. And that's fine with me. I, I think that's great. And then you surround him with guys that are that can produce, and then maybe he'll start producing. You don't want to, you know, put him in a high leverage spot in the order, third or fourth, like he was doing in August. And have him not producing like he is. You want he's someone that's going to be a very streaky player, so you got to get off to a good start in the first game. Then mm-hmm. be worried about it. He is now. He has performed in the postseason before, so things may change. Yeah. Once I mean, you could say the same for Voight. He might step in the up to the box, up to the plate in the postseason, and everything changes. But you know, you just got to go off the information you have. So um, with that said, why don't we uh, dive into the questions? If uh, our viewers, our viewer, um, remember. We switched formats up last episode. Uh, we each ask each other, alternating, asking each other a single question. Neither of us have seen the question beforehand, so it's kind of we're answering off the cuff here. Uh, first thing that comes to your mind, sort of, con- sort of, kind of situation here. Um, with that said, uh, these questions, I mean, my questions are geared all towards the postseason and playoffs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Is yeah. Okay. All right. So it's you want to, edition. Come on. That's, that's yeah, it's, it's special edition postseason right here. Um, you want to go first? You want to ask the question? Or you want me to sure. ask you, Court? I'll go first. All right. Are you ready? Go for it. Greg, you you live near Tampa. You've been to Tampa. You've been in the field. You've been to Tropicana Field. If Tampa is to survive this game against Oakland, do you think for a playoff game, Tampa gets enough fans to open up the second level? Yes, I do. Regardless if it's the Twins or Yankees? I think so. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It'd be against Houston the first round. So against Houston. Okay. I think so. I think it'd be an embarrassment for Major League Baseball if they didn't. So. Mm-hmm. I think Tampa being in the playoffs first time since 2013, uh, some of the fans are going to start. And if they win this game, the fans are going to be coming out of the woodwork. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll show up. Plus – um, Tampa, you know, this area, whole area is a melting pot of different fan bases. Yeah. So you get Houston, there are probably going to be a lot of Houston fans in the area that will easily go to those games. So I can see them drawing crowds for playoff games. I mean, the, the Lightning do it. And they're, I mean, they're like 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away from St. Pete. So do Lightning draw a good crowd for regular season games? Though? I think they do. I, I have been to a Lightning game and they've played the Panthers, I think. And there was packed house a couple years ago. Bucks do too, so yeah, just baseball for some reason. Well, St. Pete isn't the best area. It's kind of like in the middle of nothing. So if they were to move to Tampa, I'm sure they would get a better, uh, you know, better showing or Montreal. Yeah, (laughs) I would rather. I would like to see them go to Montreal. I'd like to see the Expos come back, but that's a different conversation. All right. All right. Go ahead. Okay, my first question is a two-parter. Um, who is your game one starter for the Yankees, and how long of a leash do you give him? Uh, my game one starter, my personal, like, who would I, who am I, all right, let's clear it up. Am I guessing who will they start, or who I, would I start? Who would you start, and why? All right, I'm giving Tanaka the ball in game one, because he's never let us down in the postseason. He knows his job for some reason. He just performed very well under pressure. 
wants the lights on in the postseason. He's done it before. He's the guy I trust the most right now. I'm putting Tanaka out there. And as far as a leash, um, it's not a wild card game. It's not one and done. I have confidence in the guys after him. So if he gives up a few runs in the first two innings, I'm st- sticking with him unless, you know, obviously it gets out of hand. So I will say Tanaka, and I really don't have that short of a leash on him. Okay. Okay. It's cool, very, cool. very nice going this that we finally can go into a series and not own the playoff and worry about the short leash. Yes, it is. Tomorrow, it, is you know? it is nice. It is nice. And it's nice having somewhat of a rotation where you actually have options for your who you would start for yeah. game one. I mean, I love Severino. And he, other than the last game, he's looked good. But he has proven in postseason he's not that great. He needs to tone down. And I feel, still think he's like a game three starter. Paxton's done really, really well lately. Um, but I'm still going with the, you know, Tanaka. Well, Paxton was my choice just because of how well he pitched down the stretch. Yeah, he did. Um, and he has a sore ass cheek, so. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Don't we all? All right, next next question. All right. Greg, more likely, does Washington beat the Dodgers or does Tampa slash Oakland beat Houston? Which is more likely? I think Tampa slash Oakland beats the um, okay. Astros. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Dodgers are by far the best team in the National League. Um, I mean, they just steamrolled everybody. Um, and the only time I've seen them struggle was when they faced the Yankees. The Yankees actually won that series. I think the way Oakland has been playing, um, if they get through, even the Rays, because they, they both played really end, really well towards the end of the season. Um, I think they could, with the pitching, they could match up with Houston and they can make it a good series and they could give them a run for their money. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer to that. I think it's pretty even. I, I would have picked uh, Washington, actually, believe it or not, because I just think they got the pitching. I mean, we, Scherzer's not going to struggle as bad as he did last night, two games in a row, if you ask me. Strasburg mm-hmm. looked great last night. He's looked great all year. And Corbin's been great. Actually, had a decent year, too. So I think they have the pitching to match up with the Dodgers. So I would pick Washington. But for the same reasons, actually, as you listed for. Yeah. I th- the, the edge for me is the offense. The Dodgers just have such a deep offense that. They do. I mean, the Nationals have a couple really good hitters, but the, the from top to bottom, the Dodgers are just deep. <clears throat> So that's 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 why I give them the leg up, leg up. So next question for you is another. Right. Uh, it's kind of a three part. I know multiple point parts. Um, you get one question here, and you've already well, asked two, and now we're going to five. <laughs> this, there's layers. There's layers to these questions. Do you see the Yankees using an opener in the division series or at all? Okay, what's part two? I can't ask you until you answer this part. Um. Um, do I see them doing it? Uh, yes, I do. And I think it's going to come into play in game three with Severino. Okay. Um, do you think they should? Whether uh, or not. It's... Actually, believe it or not, I, I was, I was about to say no, because that's my initial reaction. Whenever, <laughs> whenever the word opener comes up, I say no, because I, I hate it. Um, yeah. but with Severino and the way he is in the playoffs, so he's like super amped up for the game. And that's why he gets into trouble, I think. Uh, I think it's actually really good for him to come out of the bullpen. So, yeah, I'd say if they wait till that start, it'd be a good thing. Okay. And if you had – if they did an opener, if you could pick the opener, who would you pick? I, and it's, it's green. I mean, okay. I don't really see any other option. I don't think the Yankees would see any other option. Uh, Tampa Bay just hit another home run, so it's 5-1 now. Um, I, yeah, I don't see any other option other than a green. Okay. I don't think you throw a seat to your hat out there for an inning. All right. Good. Next question. Do you, agree or do you have any in- intel on that, or is it just good? <laughs> it's good. Well, I mean, I can see them doing one. Uh, I don't think they should do it. I am very concerned with using openers, in the, especially in the division series. But if they were to do it, I would see if the series was tied at one in game three, yeah. I would – Say, use the opener then, so then you can reuse your one and two starters for the last two games. That's the only time I would do it. But 
Chad Green's been your opener all year. No right. reason not to use him. All right. All right, Greg, question three. If you had one game to win the playoffs, kind of like uh-huh. a wildcard game, one or done, and you had your pick of any team's ace, which one are you using? That's tough. Um, I think I'm going to take – uh, I think I'm going to take Verlander. Okay. So I, I originally brought the question, which team's ace? But then I started thinking about it. A lot of teams have two aces, <laughs> unlike the Yankees. So mm. I guess well, if I ask the question, is any any team's pitcher, you know? So it, for me, it comes down to pitching staff. I think the Astros by far have the best pitching staff between yep. Cole and Verlander. Cole hasn't really been to the playoffs before. He was there with the Pirates a few years ago. Um, Verlander is proven. I mean, he did it with Tigers. He did it with the Astros. So to me, he's, he's, he's my guy. If Scherzer had more success in the postseason, I would, I would pick him, but Verlander is my top choice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably would agree with Verlander just because of his track record and, um, he's just a warrior out there. You can't really mm-hmm. go against him. That's thinking, you know, the Dodgers have, they have Bueller. And Ryu and Kershaw, those are all good options. And Washington has good options. And um, not so much the Braves or Cardinals. Although Cardinals had uh, some Flaherty, I think, that pitched really mm-hmm. good down the stretch. Um, mm-hmm. No one really for the Twins, I would pick. They have Brios, who's going to pitch the Yankees game one. But he, he actually didn't have that great year. He had like a quarter of a start, so I think six starts he struggled on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably agree with agree with uh, either with Verlander because I don't think I think Cole hasn't pitched much in the postseason. When he did, he didn't do very well. But that was before Houston, so he's not the same guy. If you ask me. Yeah, there's something in the water down in Houston. He's probably going to be a completely different pitcher. Well, a pitching coach should probably get a managerial spot soon. Preferably yeah, right. League. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Greg, so go ahead. we we we've been focusing on other series. Uh, let's. Focus more on the Yankee series coming up. Uh, who do you think in the Twins lineup poses the biggest threat against the Yankees? Or who do you see as the biggest Yankee killer in that Twins lineup? Uh, easy. Nelson Cruz. He's, okay. Uh, I mean, he's, he's the ageist wonder. Kinda, uh, he just always seems to play very well against the Yankees. Against everybody, really. Uh, but he's the guy that makes the lineup go. Um he broke his hand, came back this year, and didn't even skip a beat. He knows what he's mm-hmm. doing there. He has a great approach at the plate. Um, he's, the, he's the one guy that, when you mentioned the Twins and their lineup, he's even though their lineup is super high-powered and they can hit a lot of home runs, obviously, he's the guy I uh, I think about right away. He's the first guy that comes to mind. So, Nelson Cruz. Okay. All right. Well, I, I did a little research on this, on this topic because I was actually really curious. Uh, looking yeah. back to the series the Yankees played against them, I remember – there are a handful of guys that seem to hit a lot of home runs against them. Uh, yeah. Nelson Cruz in the series against the, the overall this year against the Yankees went six for 23, 261, five home runs and seven RBIs. Uh, Mitch Garver. Was it? Uh, six. I think it was. Six so games. Five home runs in six games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch Garver, their catcher. Um, he was six for 16. 375, yep. three home three home runs, five RBIs. And I thought Jorge Polanco would be one, but he actually the Yankees helped him him in check. Did. I do remember that. I mean he he hit he did hit two home runs against them. Yeah. But he, I think he was hitting like one sixty against the Yankees this year. Yeah, I didn't really know much about Polanco. I was excited to see him play and see how good he really is, and I remember him not doing much. I mm-hmm. that. He hit he hit a home run in like his first at bat, and then after that, I think they held him in check. Eddie okay. Rosario is another guy that gave the Yankees some problems. He went seven for 23, 304 with a home run and five RBIs. So um, there are some guys, but yes, I do agree. Nelson Cruz is the key guy. He's been around forever. He's been on so many different teams, and he always gives the Yankees problems. Batting average, I looked up his career against the Yankees. He's like 220-something, but he has 19 home runs and 70-something RBIs against the Yankees in his lifetime. So got to pitch to him got to pitch to him and make it count and everyone seems to forget that he was caught using peds i feel like the guys <laughs> that had a longer career after the whole steroid era uh 
are kind of forgotten and aren't looked at about as bad people, like the PD users that retired like right afterwards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. people are gonna hold Cruz to a different standard than Arod or Pettit. Like I think Pettit gets a really bad rap when you got guys that use PDs that are still playing the game today and no one talks about. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan Braun. Right. No one tells anyone about Ryan Braun anymore. It's about, and Ryan Braun ruined a guy's life. Okay. And he got mm-hmm. tested positive twice. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ryan brought me a lot of guy. A lot of people look bad that backed him up, and uh, no one talks about him anymore. All everyone talks about is how good of a year he had. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. All right. Ready? Next. Next question. Fourth question. Uh, I've written down here. Okay. Is this a make or break postseason for Didi if he wants to become to continue being Yankee next year? Do you think it comes down to how he performs this postseason? Yes, I do. Um, we had a, I had a whole different episode written up for last time we recorded, yep. and one of the big conversation, one of the big talking points was Didi's future with the Yankees. Uh, because he struggled down the stretch, and because the Yankees have options if he were to sign elsewhere, being Torres shifting over to short and having LeMahieu become your second baseman or someone else within the organization or making a, a different signing elsewhere. I think if Didi puts up, then the Yankees will make a push to re-sign him. I think if he struggles like he struggled in September, then 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 why they want someone that's going to perform in the postseason. Didi didn't perform when they needed him most. So I think, yes, this is a make or break postseason for Didi signing with the Yankees next year, re-signing okay. with the Yankees. What do you think? I, I, I actually disagree. I I think similar to the postseason roster, it's actually Didi or the first baseman. All right, because if you shift Torres the shortstop and you got Lemayu playing second, hey, well, first of all, no one talks about is our show going to be the same kind of guy next year playing third, or are you going to want Lemayu playing third, yeah. or Andujar? I mean, you don't know. What's the third base is a big question next year too. But first base, if you do have Lemayu switch over to second or third, then are you still confident in this Voight Bird? competition again next year because like, that's where the Yankees would be I, I I still think I'd rather have Didi on my team
At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.